We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm Steve Peretz, joined as always by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. You heard that right. We've got the whole crew together. It's uh, it's good to be back. It's good to see these smiling mugs ugly mugs on the the video with me and uh guys it's been a while sarah's got some cool adventures that she's been on that she can tell us about and uh i don't know dusty looks like he got a haircut at some point i don't know how's everybody doing how's everybody doing i mean i was there. doing good until you called us ugly um, i gave you a compliment i gave you a compliment before in? we started i gave you a compliment before we started Welcome I, back. It's, all right exactly it's we have to get back that these episodes have been too nice like that like we yeah. like we said at all times it's always oh yeah you're smart this is a great idea blah blah blah. but we all get together we got to roast each other it's gonna i know it's gonna happen with some stupid thing i'm gonna say so i was just getting out ahead of it that's all all right fair dusty did you get a haircut or is steve delusional steve's delusional i didn't get <laughs> Very valid I, I don't have any hair, so I could see where he might think I got a haircut, but no, it just always looks like this. You're just balding, and Steve's like, did yeah, you get no, a haircut? Yeah, <laughs> you know, your head looks really smooth. Is that You do that on purpose? Or is that because God hates you? It's the second one, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> We're off to a rousing start. I love it. I love it. 
I missed this. I definitely missed this. So, uh, well, guys, it's really good to be back. We've um, we've had some fun in the off season so far, and we've got some great questions that we're gonna go through as well. We already and kind of like last week, we got a bunch, so we can't get to everything, but we're bookmarking stuff because there's great questions that will be used in the doldrums of the off season. We're thinking like you know a June episode of ranking all the wide receiver comps and where they, uh, who they project to be in the future. Like that's a great question. That's going to be 20 minutes of content for us. So we're going to save that it's bookmarked. We've got a lot of good stuff already, but um, Sarah, before we even jump into some football stuff, tell us a little bit about uh, you were on a trip and we all every, we sent out some amazing pictures to the interwebs, but tell us a little bit about your trip. Yeah. So Spent the last couple weeks in South Africa, um, which is a sentence I never thought I'd say, but um, my aunt and uncle, they they travel like this a lot. My uncle is a photographer and has been capturing specifically wildlife photography for years. Uh, has gone all over India, the Galapagos, um, and about a year ago, um, he asked me, hey, you know, do you want to join us on this trip to South Africa? Here's the deal. You know, it's definitely an exhausting trip. You know, it's not a relaxing vacation. It's a long travel, then travel in country, travel in car, then you got to get out there and then, you know, you got to get up early, but it's definitely a once in a lifetime opportunity and I'm trying to do things that are a little more out of my comfort zone. So I said, yeah, let's do it. Um, and it was certainly that, um, we saw, you know, incredible things had incredible animal encounters when we were there pretty much saw everything but one or two animals, uh, which is awesome because, you know, sometimes people go and they don't see anything or the weather is bad and you just never know. So to go all that way and and see what we did, you know, with lions and elephants and um, cheetahs, I got to watch a cheetah hunting in the wild, which was absolutely insane. One of the crazier things I've ever seen in my life. Um, And yeah, it was just spectacular to see it all in the wild and the place that we went to, the hospitality and the accommodations were exceptional. The food was fantastic. The people there were so great um, and got to meet people from all over the world um, who were visiting, some locals who go for the weekend and uh, try to capture photography there. So it was an awesome experience. I am very glad to be home though, because I am exhausted and, um, you know, as it someone who's kind of a creature of habit. It was it was hard to be that far away and that big of a time change, but certainly was an adventure of a lifetime. I'm, I'm so glad I got to do it and glad I, I got some great pictures. Um, definitely got to figure out how to print some of those and frame them for our apartment um, because really proud of what I was able to capture. And we'll see what the next adventure is. I, I, I mean, that was a lot. I had never been out of the country before besides Canada or the Caribbean on a cruise. So to just jump right in and go to Africa was not something I expected to do, but um, hopefully it's the start of some more traveling in the future. Um, but yeah, it was it was quite the ride. We even, uh, one night we were in, they had a bunch of different hides that you could go in and photograph at eye level. The place that we went to is built all around wildlife photography. So even the vehicles, all the places you take photos, they're all designed for photos. Um, you know, just what angles and different equipment and things that you can do. Um, and one of the overnight hides um, that you can actually stay in, we went, it was our turn. 
and there was an unexpected hailstorm, um, and it started flooding, and they had to come rescue us <laughs> out of it. <laughs> so it was very scary in the moment, but looking back on it now, great story to say that we mm-hmm. we made it through. You know, I was with my aunt and uncle, and they were very prepared for the situation, but I was like, oh, my God, th- this is it, you know? <laughs> but, um, so just lots of crazy stories like that. You know, I was actually able to get out of the vehicle and go like within like three feet of a cheetah, which was pretty cool. Um, They are actually really lazy and chill when they're just around things and people that aren't threats to them. So I don't think I was a threat. Um, But yeah, it was just crazy to see that wildlife in person. And you could go to the zoo and, and see things, but to see it in person is just something else and they're huge. They are huge. I can't even describe how big they are when they're in their natural habitat like that. It it is quite insane. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there was amazing pictures. So if you haven't seen them yet, I highly suggest going to Sarah's Twitter page and uh, that's at Sarah Keller Ford. There's some really good ones that one of the lion and the, the male and the female together that you posted too. I really like that. That was a really, really cool one. So yeah, uh, thanks. That was one of my favorites too. And and thanks to there are a lot of people sent me nice messages or commented and I really appreciate it. It means a lot. Um, you know, had to work hard and be patient to try to get the shots. And I hadn't really honestly got to do photography like that in a long time um, since UCF and when I took photos for um, of all the different athletics there. So it was great to just get back into it. And I'm hoping I can do it more again. Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, we'll transition a little bit to the the Packers news of the day. Uh, we got two things to talk about briefly. Uh, number one, just announced today uh, while we're recording this very sad news here that Cherry Star, Bart Star's wife, passed away. Uh, it was announced by their son. Um, and, you know, they're just never fun to hear. It's um, – Obviously, Bart Starr is just a, a huge person in, in Packers lore, and they did wonderful things within the Green Bay community. And you know, definitely a sad day they will that she will she will be sorely missed for sure. So, um, but with that, Dusty, you're going to talk a little bit before we even get into questions. We had some Brian Gutekunst did a presser, um, uh, and so he had a couple of things to say that you're going to hit on. We're going to hit a couple more in the questions, but a couple of notes that weren't in the questions. Yeah, yeah, like you said, we got some questions. We we had a couple notes to cover, and then uh, a lot of those were covered in the questions. So we will get to those, we promise. Um, there was a presser that was about 15 minutes long that's on Packers.com, but it sounds like there was a much longer one uh, that was that I know Schneidman kind of wrapped up a little bit. That was about an hour and a half that was with national and local media and all that stuff. But uh, from what we saw, and this kind of this echoed from uh, from the presser that was there as well as some of the stuff that Schneidman said. Uh, one of the big questions, of course, was about Halfley, and that's that's you know one of my big questions as well. The curiosity, the big question of the offseason is this change from a three four to four three. How is that going to change draft strategy? What who's you know what kind of players are they looking for? So that was one of the big things that came up, and and the message was fairly similar uh, to really what LaFleur had said from what Halfley said uh, last week when he had his opening presser. That was, uh, I think, uh, Gutekun said the kind of the, the kind of players we're looking for releasing in a change. Uh, he said the acquisition, player acquisition might change a little uh, in terms of how they play, in terms of the kind of the aggressiveness, the edge they want them to play with. 
looking for versatile guys, not guys that can just do one thing. He stressed the importance of versatility as well. But overall, he said, and this this is kind of as I've been as I've been looking at this was it's always good to have these data points because I'm I'm writing something for the Chiefs TV draft guide about halfway's defense, and I'm looking at the roster and going. I don't, know, I don't think that I think this transitions pretty well. So to hear Gudukins then also say that and the floor as well. And Halfley uh, kind of backs up that point pretty well. So that makes me happy. Pat myself on the back a little bit there. But uh, yeah, it sounds like they're the, the players that the basically the, the only change they're looking for in players. And it's not even really that big of a change is more versatility and aggressiveness and attitude. They're not really changing player evaluation or any of that stuff, but they're maybe going to look at some of that aggressiveness a little bit more this year. But overall, he said, you know, process isn't really going to change we like who we have there and we're just going to kind of go through the same process that was a uh, that's that's about what he had to say about the switch to uh, to four three so it was a uh, kind of kind of good to hear uh him kind of talk about anything anytime you hear Gudikins talk about uh you know player acquisition and all that is, is something you should listen to a little bit um obviously he is the man who makes a lot of those calls so uh that was it was a nice little tidbit from him on a couple different levels today well, let's get into it. Uh, there's a couple of good questions in here, and we're going to start with a really fun one. Then, and Garrison Anderson chose violence today. Uh, he knew exactly what he was doing with this question, and we love him for it. So, uh, his question: Who would run the fastest forty? Dusty Evely, Sarah Keller, or Steve Perez? So clearly, going in in uh, in line with the combine that's going on this week. But uh, I think we 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 all have differing answers here. So uh, Dusty Dusty claims that there's a clear answer, and I just don't know how that's possible. Yeah, I think there's a clear answer. Listen, I'm 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 a bigger dude, but I I can still move. I, you know, I mm-hmm. I I'm I'm athletic enough. Um, as I've mentioned, I think on here before, the last time I really tried to beat out beat out a grounder in church league softball, the first I pulled a quad. Um, if that tells you like where my body is at, like I. Again, can still move a little bit, but you know, my, so my you're in last like place. It. Got it. Okay. You know, I think my answer. I think clearly. I think it's. I think it's Sarah. Listen, she mm-hmm. played. She's younger than us. Um, she played. Uh, played soccer That's the in college. Only thing she has going for. Her. Well, she, well, I didn't. I didn't play in college. High school. Sorry. Yeah, you played. I played. Oh, many years. Oh, I'm sorry. Your, your okay. knees are all. Your knees are all screwed up. But you yeah, know, so, so, now we're only talking about a high school soccer player. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I can beat a high school know. girls soccer player. I, how many? Uh, how many points? Steve you putting is up giving like the Clark, energy many, of like, oh, I could return a serve from Serena Williams yeah. right now. <laughs> put, put me in a locker room. I mean, with Clark. We'll see who wins one on one. I played high school tennis. I did. Uh, so, yeah, I'm. I'm. Listen, before we go too far down this this road and who Steve thinks he can Steve's beat, gonna get uh, pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving this to Sarah. I think I think Sarah wins just because I f- I feel like uh, I can pull out to a pretty early lead, but I think at some point something in my body breaks down midway through the 40. I think is how that eventually shakes out. Okay. Sarah, how do you see this going down? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. I would bet on myself um, and not really any other reason except age and ability to peak perform athletic performance (laughs) Uh, you know what i change it to mine i don't like your arrogance i think i win i think i beat whatever's happening right now (laughs) oh my god i mean when you're younger you can run faster and do things back one week back who is this back one week taking pictures of cheetah and suddenly she thinks she can talk like this you know what sarah no i beat you i win i win me i did a hailstorm i could outrun you listen i'm just saying i am i in my physical prime no i'm past that i'm past that but i also am at the point where i don't think i'm washed yet so i think i could good lord just my goodness dude she's get halfway through and tear acl you don't know it would happen and then you'd have to hear about it for six months for i mean i would hope i could finish the short race it'd be different if we were running distance here but we're Mm -hmm. just going a quick shot that's it i just gotta pull it together Clearly, that's our that's our leader in the clubhouse. I just got to pull it together. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I should let Sarah uh-huh. go first. I was, yeah, I know. I'm not. The question oh, yeah. wasn't seriously. What a dick! Like, oh my god, <laughs> she said, "Steve, to our faces." She goes, "I'm not washed." I mean, I'm not. I could win. I mean, I'm not washed. Come on, dude. <laughs> Steve, you think you're gonna win anyways, so it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, I know I'm gonna win, so it's not even a question here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, and even then, like, I thought you played, I thought you played in college for a little while at least. So no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Your knees are all jacked up. Like you got way too much. You got way too much confidence. You She's not even a threat to a cheetah. She's not even a, yeah, exactly. a cheetah attacker. Her <laughs> was just like, it's please. <laughs> it was like, she's washed. We're good. <laughs> it's washed. It's fine. Not even a competition. Not worth my you time. You do have me beat with the, the, the my one concern is that your strides would be way longer than mine, and it, you were not going a far distance. So that's where you could definitely win. But I think it would, I could squeak it out. You got the short little legs that'll all be jacked up from the knees. Yeah. And no, no. You, you know there is a thing called stretching. I'm not just gonna go in there and run like. 
Okay. Okay. Well, some of us just don't need to stretch. I'm still athletically gifted. Okay. Like that, <laughs> and when you tear your Achilles, let me know how that goes. <laughs> Steve had his leg amputated at the combine somehow. I don't even know how that worked. Halfway through the maybe, maybe if we do, maybe if we do the, uh, maybe this should, maybe we should. It's Barstool's having like their their combine for <laughs> everybody at their. Like, they're all doing that stuff. We can we can figure out a place to do a forty yard dash. I mean, if we ever, I know the dream one day is to all go to a game together and we could do like a live podcast or something if we were all, you know, in Wisconsin at the same time. And as part of the live show, we could, <laughs> we could add a combine to the event. Go, go to that so field by Lambo, the, the outdoor yeah, the title field there. Town. Yeah, well, then we'll run it there. The only problem is I don't know if we get enough commercial breaks. I'm, like if I run a 40-yard dash, I'll still beat you, but I'm going to need a five-minute recovery period after to catch my breath so we're gonna pull the oxygen tank out and we can <laughs> probably yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad we all came up to the consensus that steve would win so i appreciate you guys finally you know bending i bending mean Gar- my will <laughs> garrison like we said chose violence and he got mm-hmm, violence mm-hmm. so <laughs> he knew what he was going for he knew what he was going he's for. like oh all three of them are back we'll get this <laughs> spicy real quick <laughs> All right. Next one. Brian Hart says, it's nice to have the trio back together. Some would disagree with that, but uh, <laughs> with the growth of the offense last year, the focus on the defense, defensive coaches recently, do you think special teams will get any attention this offseason? And his food question is a start-sit cut for pies. Apple, pumpkin, pecan. Uh, Sarah, let's start with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope special teams get some attention. There's certainly work that needs to be done, specifically with kicking um but i think it's the whole team is a work in progress and that the offense and defense have just progressed at different rates um i don't think there's going to be a large any more of a larger focus than maybe in other years but they'll just continue to do the things they need to do in the offseason maybe acquire some some guys that are better pieces of the puzzle and and more complete the group that they have but i don't see like a completely massive shift in their approach. Um, but I hope that whatever they do uh, results in something more positive where we're not wondering what if at the end of the season again. Um, and then start sit cut pie edition. I'm starting apple pie. I love apple pie, especially with a nice scoop of vanilla ice cream, um, sitting pumpkin pie and cutting pecan. I'm just not a huge pecan pie fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Sarah. I mean, it'll get some attention, obviously. Uh, you're paying Bisaccia that much money, and he has control over some of that stuff. But I think it's going to be less than it has been uh, over the past couple of years. They've given him so much reign. They've had a number of guys who are just solely special teamers, and it just has not worked that well. Even guy, even a guy like Dallin Levitt, who was Bisaccia's guy, didn't make it through, what, like two seasons? So I think there will be some, but I think there will be less of an emphasis of like, all right, we're getting this guy for special teams. I think they're going to cross-train those guys and they're going to go younger. Good against talk today about uh, maybe some linebackers, maybe some bigger bodies at linebackers that can still move a little bit. And that, that was in response to a question about special teams, uh, about like, will will this change anything about special teams? Like we may have some bigger bodies that can still move where in the past it had been safety. So maybe that shifts something, but I think it's part of the larger team building, not specifically two special teams like we've seen in the past couple of years. Uh, and then starts to cut. I'm starting pumpkin to the surprise of absolutely no one. I love pumpkin pie. I've rarely had a bad pumpkin pie. Apple, I will sit. I love a good apple pie, but man, really inconsistent. 
Like my everyone's mother makes a great apple pie. My mom makes a great apple pie, but that's when like I can go into a store and buy a pumpkin pie. I've got a hand cream for pumpkin pie store bought apple pie. The crust is never right. It's always terrible. Uh, too soggy on the top. So I'll, I'll go sit. Cause when it's good, it's good. It's just inconsistent. And I'm with you, Sarah. I'm cutting pecan. Uh, I've, it's fine. It's too sweet. Like there's, there's something about, it I just don't like, I'm, I'm not, I will eat it if it's in front of me sometimes, but even then sometimes I won't. It's, it's just yeah, not it's a texture thing for me too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. As far as special teams. Yeah. This, something's going to happen, but um, like you guys said, like, I mean, obviously Basachi would probably stay in there in that role. They're going to get some new competition. I mean, what? They already signed a new kicker, right? That's that's exciting stuff, uh, even though he missed like half his field goals. But whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, you know, you can train that into a new guy. So I think there's going to be additions. I think maybe they'll they'll grab a couple kids in the draft and see what you get. But um, competition is never a bad thing. So I'd like to see some more of that for the special teams. And really, maybe it's more of like an admission of guilt on some level of like, Hey, yeah, some of these guys weren't good last year. We do need competition. Like they, they, they were using the like that language a lot during the year, but they never actually brought the people in that needed the competition. Like Anders Carlson needed competition during the year. He needed that to drive him even more. And they just were like, Oh no, we're going to get that right. We're going to get him competition. And they just never did. So I'd like to actually see the words back that up or the actions back that up this year. And then starts it cut. Um, yeah, I kind of bounce back and forth between the pumpkin and the apple. Like, I can only eat so much pumpkin pie. Like, I feel like Thanksgiving and around the fall, that, that's enough for the that, that's enough for the year. Like, I can be done with that's enough pumpkin pie for the entire year. Uh, and apple is one of my my favorite all times. But like you said, Dusty, it's it can be really good or it could be bad. It could be really like if you get some soggy apples, that is a bad bad apple pie. So I guess if I'm talking, if I'm looking at it as like, I have an elite level apple pie, pumpkin pie, and pecan pie, I would say in that order, start apple, sit pumpkin, cut pecan. And as my childish stuff, when you guys were all talking about pecan, I, like in my head, I was like, I just like, I don't like the texture of nuts in my pie. And then I started laughing to myself because I'm 12. So... <laughs> what? I'm, well, I'm glad we all cut it then. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Simeon wants to know, do you think after Goody's comments today that Green Bay will sign a quarterback? Food question, have you ever had a proper Guinness? Well, it's not technically a food question, but we'll go with it. Let's <laughs> see what he got. Uh, I I don't know about sign. It, it sounds like draft. I mean, it sounds like he, he said something to the effect of like, I'd like to get back to drafting basically a quarterback per draft. It sounds like they like Clifford. He talked about how much you like Clifford, but I don't know if they like Magoo in the three. And even then, he, the funny thing was he said something about Clifford. He said, he said, well, Clifford was um, like when he, they threw him out there, like he looked good for a young guy. Like, it's like, he's still, he's older than Jordan Love. Like he's not, <laughs> he's not a young guy. He's older than Jordan Love. I also uh, forgot about Magoo. Huh? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Still well, like QB. one of the greatest quarterback names of all time. QB3. All time. Magoo, he's still still Magoo. back there, QB3. So I think they draft someone uh, day three, whether that's like them practice squad guy, do you look for someone to push Magoo, or you look for someone maybe as a, as a solid QB2. But I think they'll draft someone. I don't think they'll sign anyone. Um, proper Guinness, I'm not sure. Is that like like in Dublin, or is that like they, they have the import bottles? At least in was, Ireland. Okay. I So I've not been to Ireland. I would love to go. I If I go over there, I will have one. I've had the closest I've gotten is like the import bottles that I guess is closer to the true oh, Guinness no, than like the even. widget ones. 
Okay. Steve is just absolutely disgusted by my answering. I will say well, my, my youngest brother has been over there. He did not like Guinness and he came back from Ireland. He would not shut up about how good Guinness is. So at some point I want to go over there and do it. I have not. For me, I, I agree with Dusty um, pretty much with his full answer. So never been to Ireland. So, and it's on my bucket list, but yeah. So no for me. And honestly, I don't know if I'd like it considering my other tastes in alcohol, but if I'm there, I'd probably have to try it. Um, and then, yeah, if the Packers draft a QB, it'll be late. I think really they're just looking for competition more than anything. And maybe they develop a guy who who can be a, a decent backup, but they seem to like Clifford as well. And, um, but you know, is it a priority? No, but in something that's on their mind. Yeah, I mean, quarterback-wise, I agree with you guys. So we'll just leave it at that. And then a proper Guinness, yeah. Um, so you go over to Ireland, it it tastes completely different. I lived there for six months when I was in school, and it's night and day. Like, I, I you know, had a couple Guinness before. I went over there to study abroad, and I was like, ooh, this stuff, not so great. Don't really like it. And you get over there, it's lighter, it's better, it, it's got a better taste to it. And the way that they pour it, um, it's really, really cool. It's like they you pour it like three quarters of the way in the pint, then they let it sit for five minutes, and then you can watch like all this like a magical effect come down, and then they pour the rest of it. Um, and then you can always you can always watch the the tourists or the people who don't know what they're doing because they get confused as to why their bo- their beer got poured in like five six of a pint as opposed and you know i'm american i want a full pint of beer like give me a full pint and they grab it and then you look at them and you're like you idiot so um but yes if you go over there it's a completely different thing i have no understanding of why it can't travel across the ocean and still be good but like that but it, it's really cool and then on that note as well if you ever are there then you have to do the the tour in dublin as well that's also a really cool thing They've got a bar on like the seventh floor. It's glass all the way around in a full circle. And you can have a pint up there while just looking at all of Dublin. Super, super cool. So next question, we got Matt Pickett. In his combine press conference, Goody stated that he thinks the Packers could go all the way this season. How realistic do you think that is? Food question, what's a food you would travel a long distance to get? Uh, Sarah, let's start with you. I mean... Based on what we saw this year, I, I think it's certainly in the cards. Um, it's not something that's unreasonable. I mean, the Packers went toe-to-toe with the 49ers. Honestly, they could have won that game. Um, and then they could have beaten the Lions. I mean, a lot of what-ifs, 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 what-ifs. But it is what it is. They were very close in a year that no one really even expected them to be good. So certainly think in the next few years, there's a window here where the Packers could make a run at the Super Bowl. I think it's definitely a realistic expectation. It's not something that, you know, when Goody said it, people laughed at it. it, It's possible. And it's really just so exciting um, because it's here quicker than I think any of us anticipated. Um, And then what's a food I'd travel a long distance to get? Uh, Probably some good ramen, some some good authentic ramen or pho. I, I especially pho. I've been on a, a kick, honestly, for the last like three years. Ever since the pandemic, that was kind of a food I, I really got into. And luckily, I have a good place locally. But I would travel very far to have authentic food like that. Um, that tastes good and makes me happy. 
Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty much with you with the Packers stuff. I mean, the, uh, as you know, they they could have, some might say, should have beat the Niners. You know, if they make a field goal, they make one of like three or four different plays, they win that, and then I feel like they could win it again. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, and they're at least I think they I think they beat the Lions and and get into the Super Bowl in a year where again, yeah, I mean, people think they're going to be good. People think they're going to make the playoffs. So I think they have a chance. And I mean, who are you scared of in the NFC as well? I mean, it's it, Cowboys, Eagles. Lions, Vikings, Bucks, Niners are good, but that's the, you know there's no guarantee that that team is going to be as good. I know there's been some drama around Ayuk and uh, some of the offensive line stuff and new defensive coordinator because they fired their guy and like there's there's so many questions that the team is not the same team every single year. So uh, I, I think I think they've got a good chance. I I would I'm optimistic about them. I mean I'm I'm a homer. I understand that, but <laughs> yeah, I mean I think I think if they made it as far as they did this year, why not next year? That might as well. Um, and then have food, I would travel long distance again. Man, so Elvis used to like fly from Memphis to uh, Texas for like late night snacks, just get in his private plane and fly himself, which as I get older, like, oh, that, that'd be cool, man. I can go for that because <laughs> no place around here has a good Philly cheesesteak. There's nowhere around it. So I would, I would travel a while. Like I would travel a pretty decent distance if I could guarantee myself a good Philly cheesesteak. We just be nothing here. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, Kool-Aid fully fully down the hatch like I'm ready to go absolutely they can win the Super Bowl yes 100 percent um especially if they if they can get another draft class like they've hit in the last two like even if they get half as good of a draft class as they hit in the last two and they get some early contributors from guys man like they are just chalked with talent they're chalked with young talent which is impressive so and a food I would travel a long distance to get man I would fly back to South Korea for the food like go over to the far east and go back there like there are so many things I would love to get like the late night places that have the that have like ramen with a slice of American cheese on top of them. I'm getting so excited I'm hitting my microphone um there's bulgogi soup which is over there um there's a, just their street food was amazing I mean if I'm over there I might as well go over to China as well which they've got good fried like good Peking duck like man the food over there was outstanding so if I'm traveling a long distance like I'm gonna make it worth my while and, and travel for quite a bit and get and stay there for a while then Dusty we got one for you that's SWFL turtle project um, so good name there bud how do you think the offensive scheme will evolve with both Musgrave and Tucker comfortable? healthy and available at the same time. So I don't think it changes that much. I mean, the year to year, it's always going to change just naturally. That's the way the stuff works, but I don't think it changes uh, what the Packers do so much as how defenses, what you can attack, how defenses kind of match that. Cause they'd still had, they ran a decent amount of two tight end stuff out there, even with like, uh, not Musgrave, I guess it would be, it'd be Kraft and Sims. Uh, but it's how defenses then respond to that. Neither of those guys, I mean, Kraft's got a little bit of speed, but they, neither of those guys are like seam stretchers. So you can put, you can match your personnel, right? You match with base personnel, you got two tight ends. But now you got Tucker, Tucker Kraft and Luke Musgrave out there. There's very few linebackers in the league that can run with Musgrave. And then we can see Kraft physicality and then some of his route running as well. So now you have to make a decision on the defensive side. When we see that, do we want to match personnel? We go on base. Do we want to do a linebacker on Luke Musgrave, or do we have to? Are we going to put a corner on him? And then that that kind of defines or, or helps you make some decisions down the road. So I don't I don't think 
I don't think it changes what the Packers want to do too much in terms of like their scheme. I don't think they're overhauling anything. I think they're going to do a lot of what we saw this past year with tweaks on it. But I think with those two guys out there, depending how defenses respond to them, I think that changes a lot in terms of what you can attack and how you can attack that. Yeah, it's pretty much my thoughts exactly. So good. Good. <laughs> Took the words right page. out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Next question, John Kramer. Will the Packers replace Josh Myers this offseason? What is the strangest food you've ever eaten? And what's the strangest food you've eaten that you actually liked? Uh, Sarah, we'll start with you on this one. Yeah, I don't think they're going to replace him. I think we talked about it before. He has like a year left on his contract. But they may bring in someone else and see how things go, make things a little bit competitive and 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 see just what happens. Um, but I think he's the guy, at least for the next year. I know there have been doubts and a lot of inconsistencies, but I don't see a change happening until um, the contract is up. Um, but some healthy competition probably couldn't hurt. And I don't really – I'm just going to answer what's a, the strangest food I've ever eaten. And that was in elementary school when you had the green eggs and ham day, and they actually – made green eggs and ham and it was disgusting and it was very strange and I remember it to this day um and Steve's laughing but <laughs> eating a green of course, egg of is, course it was something you had in kindergarten of course okay, it was. but eating a green egg was traumatizing <laughs> like I still remember it it was food dye I don't care it tasted disgusting <laughs> okay <laughs> okay, I will go. Uh, yeah, same kind of answer with Myers. Um, one of, one of Gudekun's big thing in the press conference was he very stressed multiple times um, competition in the room, getting competition in the rooms. He talked about how getting all those guys in the wide receiver room maybe helped them get better faster than they would because all those guys are pushing each other. All those guys were good and pushing each other, the competition in the room. So, yeah, I think Myers goes into this year as a starter, but I think through the draft or maybe they sign UDFA or something, I think they're going to look to push him. Uh, look for maybe a starter for 2025 if it doesn't quite work out. I do think they like Josh Myers, and for the most part, I think he's fine. He will miss the occasional block, but I think he is he's mostly fine. I think they do like him, but I think they'll they'll get some – I think that's going to be a point of emphasis. Interior offensive line, I think they're going to look to get some guys in the room to push those guys. That was a big point of emphasis. Um, strangest food, I'll, I'll do the same thing Sarah did with just – I'll just answer like the strangest food I've ever eaten. <laughs> I can't remember where it was from. Uh, it was like a tin full of crickets. It was like a like a Ugh. like a thing of uh, like peanuts, right? Like salted peanuts you buy, except it was crickets. Mm -hmm. um, we thought they were going to be salted crickets. They were not. They were just dead crickets. Oh. And so we, um, we we attempted to make a brine and then smoke them uh, to get them crispier. You understand? So we could, and they did not come out well at all. So uh, yeah, I guess sure. just a, just a tin of crickets sure. is probably the weirdest thing I've eaten. I would guess. Okay. Well, you clearly win over a green egg. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't good. Uh, a hamburger with green food dye. Uh, that's mm -hmm. the first thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Josh Myers, I think I agree with you guys. Like, There's going to be some level of competition that's brought in, so that's fair. And then strangest food, you know, living in the, the Far East was definitely – there was some weird stuff for sure. Um, studying abroad, like I went and did a trip in Scotland. Uh, so, you know, haggis was a really, really weird dish to eat. I did not like that at all. Um, when I was in Korea, I had like, I was went to a, the beach one day and some dude on the bus was 
feeding people on the bus live snails that he caught in the ocean with a toothpick and a little salt and just super fresh. You know, super fresh. And it was like, it wasn't even a choice for me. It was just basically like shoved into my mouth with a toothpick. And I was like, oh, thanks, dude. Um, so really, really fun stuff. And then I think the probably one of the strangest one ever was I was in Taipei and I had a, a snake soup. So that was, and that was really, really gross. No, thank that you. Was, that was what not good. What is that? What is that? I mean, there's some level of meat on a snake. And so, but they are very, they were very bony. And so there's not, they did, it's very difficult to like debone a snake from what I understand. And so you have to like, I mean, you can look it up. It's like a, a broth and some vegetables and a weird like snake meat. It wasn't good. It I was going to say, but, was it good? But no. But it was something I kind of wanted to try. The only other thing that I didn't try there was they had a shot of snake blood that you could take. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. That feels um, like Megan Fox MGK, like something that they, they would do as a, a, but I don't know. I mean, to each their yeah, own. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then probably the best one and strange food that I ever had was again, I was in Korea, but we went, uh, uh, went fishing on a boat one time and then we came back and these guys had caught live shrimp. And so they, they just popped the heads off those suckers right on the table and we just, you know, salted them up and ate the live shrimp and it was weird. It was fun, but, um, not cooked at all. It's just straight from the sea to your mouth. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I don't like shrimp, so that doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> I had Sarah's, like two. Sarah's I had take like another two week break from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Josh's question: Which of Goody's drafts would you rank the highest so far? If you were able to make a movie about your life, which actor actress would you cast to play you? Um, so, Dusty, let's start with you on this one. So my original answer, I was going to say 2023 because it's recent and we just saw these guys and I was like, that's the slam dunk. And then I looked back and I was like, I don't know, man, 2022 is pretty great. 2022. And some of these guys are guys who like, maybe they did, they have not become starters, but could be this coming year. And so I think maybe it looks better uh, this coming year, but it's Quay Walker. Uh, we know what Quay has done and kind of the guy he's kind of turned into. Devontae Wyatt, same thing. Christian Watson, when he's healthy, like an absolute game changer. Sean Ryan, who we kind of saw for the first time this past year and looked really good at right guard, I thought. Romeo Dobbs, Zach Tom, right tackle of the future. Kingsley and Igbari, like a really good three or four edge rusher. Rasheed Walker, potentially left tackle of the future. Samari Toure, who I don't love but has like – his usages as the very least is fast and spreads defense. And the only other guys I've left off there is Tariq Carpenter and Jonathan Ford. That's crushing a draft right there. 2023, again, right in the forefront of our minds. 2022 in terms of like, if you're looking at how like building this roster, like where this started, like just absolutely knock that out of the park. So two straight years in a row, I will not talk about 2023 because I assume someone else will, but 2022, just, just tremendous draft. Um, Make a movie about a life actor or actress. I, I don't know, man. Um, I'm always bad at these. I'll say, give me Pat Oswald. He's he's kind of <laughs> it's kind of you know little 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 bigger. He's funny. Can can play sad when he needs to. Uh, so I'll go. I'll go Pat Oswald. That is a stretch for you. I, I will say, like that's not uh, looks wise. That's not a good lineup. But eh, I, don't, I don't have anything else. I'll take that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Dusty, you stole my answer um, of 2022. You were going to be Patton Oswalt, too? 
No. He'd be terrible for you. <laughs> for the draft. Um, I was thinking 2022. Honestly, Goody has cooked the last two years. Um, and if this is any indication of what's going to happen in 2024, then whew, I am so excited and I am all in on that. But yeah, it's really hard to argue that. Um, the last couple of years, he's he's been in his bag. He knows what he's doing. Um, and then Steve gave me my answer before this, but I dyed my hair a little bit darker and I'm wearing my glasses. And he said I looked like Olivia Munn. think Olivia Munn's cool, so I'll let her play me in a movie. Yes, you have the Sloan Sabbath look from the newsroom going on for you right now. So I'll take it. There could be worse things that you could say to me and that you have said to me, so I'll take it. <laughs> I literally called you ugly later, like 10 yeah, minutes like later. Yeah, like 10 so. minutes later, you're like, oh, just kidding, you're ugly. <laughs> you're ugly, your knees are terrible. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, way to like kick me where it hurts. You're just like, yeah, remember when you tore your ACL and how horrible that was? <laughs> you can't run faster than me. Yeah, wow. <laughs> 42-year-old overweight man. I can still cook you, Sarah. <laughs> no question. No question on mine. <laughs> it's not even yeah, it's not even a question. <laughs> it's the matter is by how much. <laughs> um all right. So obviously both of you guys very solid answers. Drafts like yes, last two drafts have been unbelievable. However, a little bit of a hot take, maybe, maybe not, but I'm gonna go 2020, man. You got Jordan Love. Jordan Love has turned out to be the guy. Like that's what we're looking for. That's what we've. It was always if you get the next quarterback, you've won the draft. Like you look at the draft coming up, ever all these teams still trying to figure out their quarterback. The Vikings, the Bears, for the last forty-five years have been trying to figure out a quarterback. Like the Packers have done it again, and that is the draft that happened. It's the draft that pissed off Aaron Rodgers and made him into an MVP again. It's the draft that like sold sold the Jets on Aaron Rodgers again. It was like, we need that. Guy, he's gonna fix all our problems. We'll give you a second round conditional first round pick for him. Like it was so much more, but it was getting Jordan Love and setting this franchise up with another great quarterback for the, no the next 10 years. So um, so yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a wrong answer between all three of us. I think obviously you guys said like the last two drafts have been outstanding, but to me, this is that was the one where everybody told him he was stupid, everybody told him he was wrong, everybody told him he should be fired. And he's like, ha, look at you MFers now. So to me, that would be the best one. And then actor that would play me. I mean, I'll take some dude that's better looking than me. So I'll go, I'll go with uh what is it? It's Harbor, David Harbor, right? From Stranger Things. Oh yeah. 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 That's yeah. That's kind of, he's kinda of got the scruff. He's got, you know, a little bit of an overweight dude, like, but still kind of a badass. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I'm not the most badass dude at all. But I will take it because the movie guy could be cooler than me. So yeah, I like it. Next question. We have totally not Renee. Start, uh, start, sit, cut, spinach, carrot, and tomato soup. Wow. Sarah, this one's clearly for you. Uh, <laughs> and then next is a second question. Considering how many safeties we need on the roster and how Savage played in his first two years in the league, coincidentally, not with Barry, do we bring him back? Do we have a DC to utilize his talents? Can't imagine he'd be pricey. So, soup lady, we will start with you. Yeah, I'm going to start carrot soup. Carrot soup is really good, just depending on how it's made. Carrot ginger soup is fantastic. Um, I'm going to 
sit tomato soup. Tomato soup used to be number one for me, but I can't really eat it a lot with my stomach issues. But it, I mean, when I used to eat it, I ate it all the time and it was magnificent. Um, and then I'm going to cut spinach soup. It just doesn't, personally, I've never had spinach soup. That just sounds like spinach dip to me. I love spinach dip, but not as a soup. So I'm going to cut that. Um, and then with Savage, as long as he doesn't ask for a ton of money, I think there's a world where he could be back. Um, but if he wants too much money and the Packers are already trying to restructure and do other things to be more cap friendly, then I think they'll they'll probably go their their separate ways. But if he's you know aware of of what he's worth and the Packers and him can come to a friendly agreement, then I, I think they could make it work. And yeah, I think they have the DC to utilize his talents. I mean, when he's been good, he's been really good. It's just trying to get the consistency there and also keep him healthy. That's been a big issue for him too. I'm uh, I'm cutting all three of the soups. I'm not, I don't, I don't want any of them. If I actually had to start sit cut, I would start, uh, I would start tomato, sit carrot, uh, cut spinach. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Savage, that's the point I've been making. I think Savage with his skill set, with who he is, I think, I think he projects that he could be that single high guy. He's certainly some issues with, like you said, Sarah, health is one of them, but I think his instincts are good. He's still got the range. He's still got the athleticism. He did play better under Petten. He also strikes me as a guy. This is one of my biggest things. Um, he went from single high under Petten to then like a quarter safety and they were kind of playing him in the box a little bit and around the line with Barry, they moved him to slot for a little bit. You never heard that guy complain. It seemed like he was always working hard to try to be good at what he was doing. Now he wasn't always great, but you never heard a word of complaint about him. And one of the big things on Halfley is motivator and teacher, great motivator and teacher. If you get a guy like Savage who played well as a single high safety uh, is kind of back to where maybe he's most comfortable can focus on that and now has a guy who's just the the DC who is a good teacher cleaning some stuff up for him, which I think a lot of that stuff is tackling. Some of the stuff is ankles, which I think can be cleaned up, especially if you're willing to learn. I would absolutely say like, Hey, listen, one year prove it deal incentive laden deal. I, I don't think the safety market is super robust. And I don't think he's going for a bunch. So if you can get him to come back on a one year deal, prove it deal, I do think he could be a solid safety on the back end there. So I'd, I'd be all in favor of trying to bring him back if you can. Yeah, I think, Sarah, I'm going to take your answer for the soups. Like, that's just the way to go. A good root soup, uh, very carrot-based as an Irish one I had a bunch of times. My mom will still make it on St. Patrick's Day, so that's always one of my favorites. And then uh, tomato soup, I'm kind of eh, but with a grill, good grilled cheese, like, that's something that you can you can hang with. Yeah, and then spinach is Yeah, exactly. And then spinach is just, uh, no, no, I'm not going to have spinach soup at all. So, um, And then, yeah, you guys have kind of covered – covered uh savage pretty much well to to my thoughts as well like depends on the price that's that's 100 like what if he's coming back on a cheaper deal and he can prove himself awesome if not if somebody's willing to give him some some extra cash and they think he's still starting caliber safety that's good on him that's awesome for him so i think that's kind of the way that i would see it um Guys, that's gonna do it. We've we've officially gotten through all the questions we can tonight. It's been uh it's been a fun one. We're rapidly approaching like over forty five over forty five minutes. So that was a good one. That was a lot of fun. But before we get going, do you, let's do a couple of uh, closing thoughts. So 
Dusty, we'll start with you. You got any uh, articles or anything fun that you get to, to pump up and tell us about? Still stuff I'm working on. Um, so I'll be at uh, something I am very excited about tonight uh, up in Indianapolis. The Combine is going on. I, I am not going to the Combine, but after the Combine, I'll be up at, there's a Cheesehead TV meetup at the District Tap in Indianapolis. Starts around 730. So I'm planning on being up there. I know Nagler's going to be up there, a handful of other people as well. So that's going to be very fun. I'm excited about that. Um, first stuff I'm writing, I've mentioned this a thousand times, that Halfway piece I'm working on for the draft guide. I've about got that done that'll be i think early april when the draft guide actually comes out i'm very excited about it um it's allowed me to really dig deep into everything about halfway in his defense and i just the more i read about him the more i the more i watch his presser was last week uh i'm i'm cannot be more hyped to see what's going to happen this year. So it's been a really fun excuse to just dive into to his scheme, uh, kind of what everyone says about him as much as possible. And that's been amazing. So I love that. And I'm hoping to, in the next few weeks, get I've got an off-season project I've been kind of prepping for in the background. I, I did the play sheet last year. I'm not doing that this year. This year I'm kind of doing uh, plays you maybe forgot or highlighting a play from each week of the season. So each week will be a different play, but I'm really trying to dig into what the playbook call would have been on that uh, and kind of getting into that a little bit more. So I'm trying to get as much of that lined up as possible before I launch it, but I'm hoping to be in a spot uh, where I can get that started in the next few weeks. So uh, hopefully I'll start talking again about writing, um, which I'm very excited about because right now it's just, I'm in prep work for a bunch of this stuff and eventually uh, they'll see the light of day. But for now it's just been a whole lot of behind the scenes, which has been really fun to kind of, both look forward to this next year and what the defense is going to look like and also look back and remember, oh, that was really fun. I'm rewatching the Packers games now. Like I rewatched the Saints game this past week. Oh, that was a really fun game. Oh, I forgot about that play. So it's been it's been really fun kind of going down those rabbit holes. Nice. And I got nothing. I mean, I just got back. I'm trying to resettle into my routine. It's good to be back with both of you today. And um, I'm just looking forward to having fun. You know, we have about a month left until we take a little bit of a break uh, for the draft like we do every year. So we're just going to keep having fun. I'm sure we'll have some fun tidbits here and there. You know, like Steve mentioned, some of you have sent in great questions for future episode topics, and we're looking forward to doing that. So just thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. And if you're planning to join the ride this offseason, um, Hopefully we, we keep you entertained and, and put a smile on your face. Um, but just excited to honestly, you know, we, we complain and, and moan about the off season, but some of our funniest content and episodes happen then because it's just so off the rails. So I'm, I'm kind of ready for it for that. And I'm sure Steve is, is just fi- ready to fire <laughs> off some extremely hot takes and we'll go from there. I would never. Is, I would Steve, never. is this, is this the off season we finally get your uniform episode? Is that is that finally going to happen this, we'll, this off season? Or? Yeah, you never know. You never. It's Perfect always it's always that. percolating. It's always percolating, <laughs> Dusty. I mean, I still it still pops in my head every once in a while where I'm like, you know what? Like, I was playing Madden the other night and it popped up and it was like, hey, like, I always have fun like messing with the uniforms and trying to create random ass ones. And I was like, I always enjoy that stuff. And it came to the. Uh, you got the the green alternate ones, and I just I was like, "Oh, these are kind of cool." And I was like, "Wait a minute, no, they're not." I'm like, "They're still not cool." I'm like, "All the other ones are way cooler." I'm like, "These just suck less than the other ones because you can see all the other old alternate uniforms." And I'm like, "They're cooler than they're like the coolest nerd like at the at the nerd table." That's basically what those uniforms were. So. No, no, okay. No, okay. You're not getting the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. 
I always have these grand ambitions and they never come to fruition. So <laughs> we'll see. You never know. I, you know, maybe I'll have somebody help me, but I, the biggest thing is I wanted to be able to come up with a design that I liked and I can't, I don't know how to do that on, on a computer. <laughs> like nobody, nobody wants to see my version of what a cool uniform looks in MS paint. And, and then it would just, yeah, that's just not gonna, just you describing yeah. with words. I'm picturing this. It's like a kind of a dark, dark shade of green kind of, you know? <laughs> yeah. That'd be such a good podcast episode where there are no visuals and you're just like, this part would look like this. And then let me paint, let me paint you a word picture. Just, just <laughs> reciting like the, the hex color combos like here. Yeah. Okay. This one, <laughs> he starts doing like a ASMR and he's like whispering into the mic and oh my God. Here's the RGB mix. It's uh, getting creepy. <laughs> Maybe I can use an AI. Like AI can make that kind of stuff now, right? I guess. Well, I, I don't, don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I can't even of, I can't AI Photoshop it. So I can't. Uh, um, yeah, probably not. Probably yeah, not. anything but, with <laughs> photos in AI is really creepy oh, to that's me. Creepy. You know, I, I think it when you give it a prompt and you're like, "Oh, spit this back out at me." Yeah, that. I mean, I get that. I get how that works. It's a code, and but the photo thing really freaks me out. Um, that's fair. That's fair. Way to bring us down, Sarah. Way yeah, sorry. What a way to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. Um, well, do you have yeah. any final thoughts, Steve? <laughs> No, it's just it's been it's just been very fun to get the whole crew back together. Like it'll be a good couple of episodes before the draft stuff gets going, so that'll be a lot of fun for us. Keep bringing those questions. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher, for at Steve Perhatch and at Packaday Podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We will be back all next week, and as always, go pack, go.